we've been talking about end game and what's your end game? What is your end game? So to win. So your end game ultimately is my end game is to once I've lived a full productive life and and watch my kids, you know, graduate college and get married and get into their careers and whatever pathways and get married and have me some grandbabies. Wait, 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 wait. Look, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, I'm, I'm way down there, brother, way down there. All right? <laughs> Slow down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, and after all that and, and, and have this, you know, awesome life for God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. First and foremost, to enter heaven's gates, right? Because the word says few will enter. So many are going to call my name, Jesus, but few will enter heaven's gates. So I want to be in that few. I don't know about you. Whew. So we're talking about end game. You're in game. Salvation. You know, when it's all said and done, what happens? We've also been talking about in order for this whole thing is kind of modeled after in game Marvel. And everyone saw that. I hope Marvel in game. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about the armor. Last week, we talked about the enemy. Know your enemy, and what was the enemy in Endgame? What was the big old dude look like? A big pack of hamburger. I don't know. <laughs> Just, I'm like, ah! That's the ugliest bad guy I've ever seen. I mean, like four packs of hamburgers smushed together. It's like, whoo! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, what the heck is that? <laughs> So know your enemy. Their enemy was Thanos, and your enemy is who? Satan, the devil, the tempter. He has many names because he's a he's a, a master of deception. To know your enemy is what Leanna talked about last week. And how many of you ever heard the saying, uh, "Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer"? Well, scratch that with this one because you don't want him nowhere near you. You know what I'm saying? I don't want I don't want Satan nowhere near me, but I want to know him. I want to know his character. I want to know all about him. So that's what Leanna talked about and just putting on the armor of God and just like um, Thor, he's went from a, a, a hammer to what was the other thing he had? The, the axe and you know what I'm saying? Captain America's got the shield, armor, um, and, the, and the, yeah, I know, right? And then um, Mr. Starks, has a whole suit, Mr. Starks, Tony Starks has the whole suit of armor. So we're talking about the armor of God. In order to endure this end game, guess what you're going to have to have? You're going to have to have the armor of God to endure what's out there. So we're going to talk about that. I need a volunteer, someone that loves to read and can read real fluently and just kind of just, the words just kind of just melt Hold on a minute. Hold on. People raising their hand. I mean, I mean, I don't want to put you on blast, but someone that, you know, actually reads and, and just, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you're going to read in front of everyone. You don't get nervous. Okay. Come on. You're going to, you're going to read in front of everyone. You don't get nervous in front of people. Come on, Tom. I just give it up a try. I don't want to set no one up because it's intimidating to look at some of you guys. You guys are like, entertain me. I'm like, huh? We're going to start here. We're going to read all of that. You ready? And go. Okay. So it says, finally, 
Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full... Okay. For our struggle is not... Okay. Put, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in your place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of evil of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Amen. Get up a tie. Tie. It's hard coming up here and doing this in front of people, ain't it? A little bit, you know what I'm saying? Y'all need to cut me some slack. I'm just saying. Okay, so that's what we're talking about for the next couple of weeks is the armor of God. We started last week just, just unpacking what that means. And the armor of God found in Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, chapter 6, 10 through 18 is made up again of the, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel, the shield of faith the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. And we're going to unpack this week by week. And But first, before we even get to that, before we get all suited up, which we should already be, and that's going to be you know, something we're going to talk about, you need to know your enemy. You need to know who your foe is. You need to know who's coming against you. So, and how he does this, and what are his tactics. So the enemy uses bait for most of us. He uses bait. And is there any fishers or hunters out here that love to fish and hunt? So he uses bait. And the enemy is a master of choosing the right kind of bait to snag you. So he's a master at choosing the right kind of bait. So there's all kinds of different kinds. I mean, I've gone out in the lake and I've used a hot dog. Oscar Meyer, my baloney has a first name. I've put some, some baloney on a hook and threw it out there, and guess what? The bobber sinks and something gets it. So you can use any kind of bait to catch anything. But the enemy uses the right bait for each one of us. The kind of bait that he uses for me, he may not use for you, and vice versa. So, but knowing your enemy and how he works. So, detecting the enemy's strategy is the first step in defeating him. So detecting his strategy is the first step in defeating him. If not, there's a saying that history will repeat itself and repeat itself and repeat itself if we don't learn from history. So the enemy uses some bait that works primarily for all of God's people in general. So it's like that hot dog he throws out there for us and that's just that general bait that he, that he gets us caught up with. And um, I call that the 
people that eat that bait are bottom feeders. Because catfish will just go and just consume anything you put out there. You could put a booger on a hook and it probably be like, mm, that's nasty but good. I don't know, that's weird. You know? Is this being recorded? <laughs> so I call those bottom feeders the way they just, you know, just see and, 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 and just gobble up whatever is put out there. So the enemy puts out that kind of bait for, for some of us that will just eat anything. And sometimes that's just, you know, that could be anything from just lying. That could be anything from just, from just lust or just, you know, being um, gossiping. It's just those general things that he uses to catch us. Envy, you know, there's gluttony. Give me some other ones that he used that are just that we all kind of can fall for. Give me some more. So I've had gluttony, greed, lust. What else does he use? Envy, sloth. Give me some practical ones that, that you guys are experiencing in your day-to-day life. Don't give me something that you read out of a daggone botanical or something. What else? Comparison. Temptation, huh? Somebody said something. Fear. No, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Your phone. He said jealousy. Your phone. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. Your phone. Pride. So that's when he throws that hook out there with some pride on it, some jealousy, some envy. And most people just gobble that up. Bottom feeder. Look at someone and say, I ain't no bottom feeder. <laughs> Somebody said that real country. I ain't no bottom feeder. <laughs> I don't even know who that was because it was cute. All right, so the enemy uses bait sometimes. That's just general bait that we all fall for because the enemy has no new tricks. But he doesn't use just one type of bait every time for every person. And uh, he actually uses a different type of bait individually for each and every one of us at different times. He may not use the same bait for you uh, throughout, the, throughout the month. It may be different types of bait. And he sees whatever, you're gonna, whatever, you're gonna, whatever attracts you. And we're going to dig into this a little bit deeper. So, look at someone and say, ah. Uh, just say, ah. Uh. That's it. Just say, ah. Uh. Because we're going to pause. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, we're going to pause right there. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So, he uses different kind of baits to lure us in. And it's different types of bait. So, but it doesn't just use one type of bait for every person. He, do, he, he does different types for each individual. He carefully considers and calculates your current situation. I'm going to say this one more time. He carefully, see, the, the, the enemy is methodical. He's patient. He carefully considers and calculates your current situation that you're going in in that present time. So let's see what Marcus is going through right now. Because that's going to determine the amount, of, the kind of bait that I put out. See, I go deep sea fishing, and I love it. And I can put a bologna, a piece of bologna out there, and guess what? I'm not going to get some mahi-mahi tuna or anything that's a pride. I'm not going to get a swordfish with a daggone peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so he carefully considers and calculates the current situation that you are in. I just broke up with my girlfriend. That's my situation right now. Things are not going good at home. That's my current situation right now. I thought I was going to get this 
this uh, job, and that's my current situation because I didn't get it. So he calculates your current situation that you're in to determine what type of bait to use for you each individually. So you're sitting next to someone that he's going to use something totally different than what he's going to use on you because of your situation and where you're at right now. So taking into account, he takes into account, see, the enemies, he's patient. He's gotten to the end of eternity to just calculate how many people he can deceive, lie to, steal, kill, destroy, to take with him to the pits of hell. So he's patient. He's got nowhere to go but hell. See ya. Taking into, consider, into, into consideration weakness and strength. He's looking at your weakness. Where are you weak at? I see you're strong because you, you're bold and proud about it. Yeah, I'm strong in this area, but uh, what about the weakness? What about the weakness? So he's calculating your weakness, your strength, your interests, your tendencies. What are you interested in? What are you interested in? What are you passionate about, you know? He takes all this into consideration so that he can know how to architect what kind of bait to put out there for you. So your interests, your tendencies, some people got some tendencies. We'll stop right there. <laughs> your history and your past abuses, your history and your past. See, he, he studies this. Because what man has fallen for, what man and woman have fallen for in the past, they tend to fail, fall for again in the, in the future, in the present. Your passion. Whatever you're passionate about. See, this is the big one because he, he tries to dim your desire, your passion. If you're passionate about God, you're passionate about, I want to get into ministry, I want to do all these things, your passion, whatever that is, his job is to come and dim your desire to pray. His, his job is to dim your desire to come in here and worship. His, his job is to dim whatever that passion is to make you seem like it's hopeless. See, this guy, he's not playing with a, with a fair, equal playing ground here because he's coming at you at all angles. First and foremost, you got to know that there's an enemy. Say, say it to someone, there is an enemy. And his name is Satan. So his greatest feat is to make you think that there's no enemy, that he doesn't exist. So he's coming after your passion. He's coming after your focus. Your focus. He disguises himself, and he manipulates your perspective to get your focus off of the things of God's kingdom, to get your focus off of the things that can edify you, to get your focus off of the right things, to get you distracted. To get you thinking that it's her, girl. It's her. It ain't the devil. I don't exist. It's her. Like, girl, I heard what you said. You know what? You tripping. You know what I'm saying? Not realizing that, this, that the enemy uses people just like God uses people. So he's deceptive to get your focus off of him and onto them. Get your focus off of the problem at hand and off of him. So it could be a sibling, it could be a, um, an ex, boyfriend, girlfriend, it could be some old friends. So he gets your focus off. Your identity. He's after your identity. He magnifies your insecurities so that you begin to doubt exactly who and, and what God created you to do. He magnifies your insecurities. So he's after your identity. Because he can, he can infiltrate you from the inside out, then that's half the battle. That you won't be able to stand and fight. 
and your end game ends up like, what was the, the, the Marvel before this one, Infinity War? That didn't end so good, did it? It's like, what the, what? Everybody dying. What's going on? <laughs> Woo! You know? So your identity, your family, guess what? Your family. He tries to cause division between you and your mother, between your father, between your brother, your sister. He's after your, your family. See, these are all the tactics of the enemy. You got you to understand how he works. If you got to defeat him, you got to understand how he works. So your identity magnifies your insecurities. When God is saying that I've given you the tools to be successful, I've given you everything you need to be above and not beneath, the enemy comes and magnifies, but I'm shy, and I giggle when I talk. <laughs> Anyone do that? Okay, good. <laughs> no, someone probably does, and they didn't say it. So that's, no, it's cute if you giggle when you, <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you giggle when you talk. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Your identity, your family. Okay, what's next? Guess what he comes after also? Your confidence. If he can get your confidence, if he can infiltrate your brain, your cranial space, if he can get inside and, and attack your confidence, constantly reminding you of your past mistakes. So every time you try to step out there, you're like, you remember what happened last time? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So I'm talking to someone right now. So God has told you to do things, but you keep looking at the past. You keep looking at past failures. You keep looking at past mistakes. And it's hindering you and it's keeping you from, enter, from entering into the battlefield because of your past failures, because of your past mistakes. So the enemy, if he can get you there, has the battle. He's already won. Say, not in this house. Uh-uh, say it like you believe it. Not in this house. That's what I'm talking about. Your confidence. So this is, this is a big one. He goes after your calling. He goes after your calling. That was subtle, right? That was, that was real subtle. <laughs> All right, break it back in, break it back in, break it back in. Because this is big right here. So he, go, he goes after your calling. Okay. So you're, how does he do this? Someone say, how does he do this? He goes after your calling by ampli amplifying your fear, your worry, and anxiety. So that the fear, the worry, the anxiety is louder than God's voice in your life. I can't hear you anymore, God because I'm so afraid, and the anxiety, I can't take it. So there goes the call, but I'm supposed to be a worshiper, Lord God. I want to worship like David did, but all these things keep happening. I don't know what I'm going to do. He comes at the calling because he knows that, that one can put a 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000 demons to flight is what that's saying. So I can keep you out of your calling. Guess what? That's half the battle. And you're in game. Isn't looking so good. So you got to know the enemy. 
comes after your purity. This is another one. That's a heart thing. He comes after your purity because he begins to tempt you in certain areas and certain things and certain sins, convincing you that you can tolerate them. Oh, it's okay. Just a little touch. Just a little swallow. That didn't sound right. You got to you got to proofread my notes before I come up here, Mom. I'm just, I'm just saying. But let's bring it back in. Let's bring. Hey, 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 hey! Bring it back in. Bring it back in. Because he does come after your purity. And if he can tempt you towards certain sins, convincing you that you can tolerate them without risking any consequences, knowing he knows that they'll separate you from God. But he doesn't tell you that part. He doesn't tell you that part that when you compromise yourself and you put yourself out there and you show a little something on, on, on daggone Insta or, or a Snap and you show showing something like, ha-ha, you know, you don't realize that that very act is separating you from God. Half the battle for him, check, you're done. So he goes after your purity. He comes after your rest and your contentment. So this is someone that's just, just always going, going, going. I can't stop. Got rest on his leg syndrome. I just, my leg can't, I can't stop it. It's just, I got to keep doing something. So you feel, so you think. He tries to overload your life and your schedule so that you don't have time to get in those intimate, quiet times with him. I can make excuses because I'm busy. Look at what I'm doing. I'm doing good things, but I'm not doing God things. So he comes after your rest. He comes after your heart. Oh, this is a big one. See, he comes after your heart. He uses every opportunity to keep you, keep those old wounds, those old flesh wounds in your mind, knowing that anger and hurt and bitterness and unforgiveness will continue to roll the damage forward. So he keeps bringing those things that hurt us the most back so that we, we can relive these moments and never get past them. So he doesn't, he doesn't fight fair. He doesn't fight fair at all. Then using this available information that you give him sometimes, putting it out there, look what I, look what I just did. We put it out there for him sometimes, willingly, sometimes. He uses this available information as he crafts this specific strategy to put the right bait in front of you to hook you and reel you in and get you into bondage. Get you into a stronghold situation. I can't stop looking at it. I don't know why. I can't stop. He gets you into these situations. So, if you look carefully, you'll notice that the battles that the devil, the devil has waged against you, especially the ones that are most acute, consist of things that are closest from your heart. That's why he knows how to apply these pressure points, these areas of weakness to take you down because he's studying you. He's watching you. You think no one sees what, you, what you're doing in the dark when no one's around. He's watching you. He's watching how you speak. He's watching how you carry yourself. He's watching how you come to church and play church. 
he's watching you. So that he can take you down and your end game is done. So, fear and anxiety. These areas are the greatest fear and anxiety in your life are clues that Satan has put a personalized strategy in place to defeat you. When you feel fear coming up in your heart, when you feel anxiety coming up in your heart, then you better know, you just know that the enemy is, is setting a trap. He's setting a strategic plan to take you down. When you feel anxious about something, you better know where it's coming from. Oh, yeah, I just got a lot on my mind. Yeah. His name is Satan. So question for you. In what ways could the enemy personalize his fate to hook you? I want you to ask that. Close your eyes right now. Everyone close your eyes. Everyone. Leaders, everybody. In what ways could the enemy personalize his fate to hook you? And I want you to see them. Because he's using, it's not rocket science. He's using the very things that you're putting in front of him. see him? I want you to see him. Okay, open your eyes. Now, how can I defeat the enemy's personalized attack? Somebody ask that question for me. Somebody ask that question. Say, say this, how can I, how can I, I, I can't hear you, what? Come on. Okay, I'm going to tell you, I got some answers for you. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> check it out. So the answers to this, this there's, there's multiple, but I, I just isolated a couple here. Be proactive in your prayer. Number one is be proactive in your prayer, in your prayer life. Be proactive in your prayer. Prayer activates everything that's in the kingdom of God. Prayer initiates everything that's in the kingdom of God. Be proactive in your prayer. Next is be ready with your spiritual armor. And we're going to show you how to equip that armor. And we're going to be talking about that. Leanne and I are going to tag team this the next couple of weeks. So be ready with the spiritual armor of God and how to equip each piece of that. And we're going to give you those tools. By becoming aware of his strategies. How do I prevent it? By becoming aware. How does he keep hitting me? You know, sometimes it's right in front of us and we, we're like, sometimes, have you ever known that, you know, I think this is a trap, but I'm going to do it anyway? Be honest. I have. Have you ever actually been about to do something and, and it's just like, I know this is bad, but I'm, I'm still going to do it? I've done it. I'm guilty. Both hands go up. I've done it. But be become, becoming aware of his strategy. How does he work? And I just told you that whole list of how he works. So that's how he works. Target the right culprit. Target the right enemy. Because sometimes they're turning against each other, which is what he wants us to do when he's behind it. Target the right culprit, the right enemy. It's not your mom. It's not your dad. It's not the teachers. It's not your boss. Recognize the enemy. Target the right culprit. Anticipate his attacks. We got to get better at anticipating his attacks. It got to the point where I'm like, here he goes again. Because he uses different bait for each of us.
But I got to the point where I could see it coming a mile away because I anticipated the attack before it even came. Anticipate the attack. Next is stop the attack before it starts by giving your cares and worry to God. I'm going to read this one again because this solidifies everything. This stops it all in its tracks. Stop the attack before it starts by giving your cares and your worries to God. Casting your cares on God, not just casting them on your friends and your, and your loved ones and whatever who can't do anything about it most of the time. But cast those cares and worries, whatever you're going through, give it to God. So the enemy can't use it against you in the future as bait. He can't dangle the temptation. He can't dangle the lust. He can't dangle the gossip. He can't dangle the lies and betrayal in front of you if you give it to God. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Philippians 4, chapter 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. So, if you don't know your enemy, you have to know who's attacking. And you're in game. You're not certain how this is going to end for you. You're not able to put on the armor of God. And you've already witnessed some of these attacks by the enemy. And you've been trying to combat them on your own. And been losing the fight. Been losing to with your weakness and strengths and your depressions and things that have been going on in your life. And you want to put an end to that. And you want your end game to to be successful and glory and you want victory in your end game. What I'm trying to say is if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then none of this is possible for you. So it starts with you acknowledging first and foremost that God loves you and acknowledging that Jesus Christ came to die on the cross for your sins. Acknowledging that you are born into sin and you are a creature of sin and and then recognizing that you've got to make a conscious choice and decision to follow him because it's up to you. And if you have not done this and, or you've done this and you turned away from him, I want to give you an opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity to invite him back into your heart, back into your life. No one's looking around. This is between them and God. So if what I'm saying, that's you, on the count of three, I want you to lift your hand up. No one's looking around. If you want to rededicate your life and your heart back to God or you want to do it for the first time, then I want you to put your hand up on the count of three. One, two, three. I see that hand. I see that hand. This is your chance. Whatever you feel in your stomach right now, see, this is how the enemy works. He puts that fear in, and, and this is another one of his tactics. He doesn't want you to get it right with him. He doesn't want you to make this commitment right now. This is how he works. So if you have not given your life or have backslidden from him, 
and you did not raise your hand, then you are falling right into one of his tactics and one of his tricks and one of his baits. So I'm going to give you one more opportunity on the count of three. One, two, three. Raise the hand. Raise the hand. I see it. Come on. One, I see it. I see it. Come on. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Release. Surrender. 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 See, God says, come unto me as you are. He will change you from the inside out. You don't have to make the changes. He makes the changes. You don't have to do a thing but just confess with your mouth and make this, this commitment right now. I'm going to give you one more, one more opportunity. If you want to get it right with God, I want you to raise your hand now. Don't fight it. Come on. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Jesus, Holy Spirit, permeate this atmosphere right now. Turn on the hearts of these students right now in the name of Jesus. Fill them with your love, your peace, your grace in Jesus' name. Okay, we're going to give one more opportunity. I just feel that if someone's battling, someone's just struggling with their flesh, and I'm going to give you one more opportunity. One more opportunity to get this right. In Jesus' name. If you have not raised your hand and you want to, go ahead and raise it now. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Okay. One more. I'm waiting for one more hand. Holy Spirit tells me there's one more hand. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. There's one more hand that the Holy Spirit's waiting for. He's a patient man. He'll wait. In Jesus' name. All right. Everybody can look up. We've got multiple hands that have gone up. Let's give it up for him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're going to say this prayer together as a family because we are a family. And um, just repeat after me. Lord God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me. Please forgive me for my sins, for the choices and decisions that I've made. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll come and live on the inside of me. Transform me from the inside out. Help me to be the Christian that the Bible says that I can be. As I come to church, as I read my Bible, as I get to know you personally, intimately, I thank you that my life will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.